Thanks, guys. Well, tonight we're going to speak on the subject of money, something, as I said, dear to my own heart, and I think to many of us as well. So let's just pray. Father, we know tonight that you have something you want to say to your church, to each of us individually, and we pray that, Father, your heart will convey to us. Lord, you'll lift our faith. Lord, you'll, you'll just move in our finances. You'll move in our lives. Father, you'll bring breakthrough, you'll bring release, and Lord, you'll become a great investment into your kingdom as well, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm going to read out to you from the book of Joshua, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went out, no one came in, and the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. So Jericho was a city, and I, I believe that's, that's likening us in the situation here to financial limits. And no matter where you may be, you may be quite comfortable financially, I believe God has much more yet for you. So there can still be Jerichos for every single one of us. This was a Jericho, but God said, even though it's shut up, I've given it into your hand. In verse 20, we know the story, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and they took the city. I believe that God wants to bless every person financially and we're going to look at some verses a bit later on and maybe just declare them over our lives and some of you he actually wants to make really rich and very wealthy. He wants to do that so that you can bless his kingdom and you can get great rewards as a result. I remember years ago when I was saved and there's this guy there his name was Gary and Gary was pretty ugly, and he would like have all this dribble down his side like that, and this funny wee glasses, and he'd gone to art school, and he was a really unusual guy, and he'd prophesy in the church, and once he prophesied, and he fainted at the same time, and he, he was so strange. But anyway, he... Um, he did art, like I say, but then he got into business. He got into landscaping, and he made millions of dollars, and, and he was very generous with the kingdom of God. Don't think that God can't use you just because you may or may not think you're qualified. God can use anybody because he can give creative ideas. I think of Jacob. You know, Jacob worked for a rotten boss called Laban, his uncle, who would cheat him all the time, and God gave Jacob a creative idea how Jacob could grow well through the flocks. That was just, just a miracle. Uh, idea from heaven and it came to Jacob and he became extremely wealthy because God spoke a word into his situation so creative ideas and dreams God can bring them and whether you're old or whether you're young at any age in life God can begin to pour out financial blessing upon you I just read today about Colonel Sanders he's of course long gone but at the age of 62 he had his first Kentucky Fried KFC franchise he got underway and he made a lot of money I mean a lot of money and I understand he, he became a Christian and uh, he used to tithe to this church and the, the tithing he gave was bigger than everybody else's combined but he he did that so he started later in life there was a or you can be very young and this is a, a story very close to home some of you will know this guy his name is uh, Chris Heslop Chris came to our church for many years and uh, he was always keen to get into business and see something happen and do something. And uh, you know, he's moved on and some of you heard of a thing called push pay. And now Chris actually lives uh, up, up in, uh, 
oh, Cincinnati or right up the top of the north uh, of, the, um, of, of, of America where he's got, built a lovely home. And uh, he's uh, advancing his um, push pay business, his push pay empire. And it's going from strength to strength in a number of companies. And just in the Herald the other week, it said he's now looking to list it on the stock exchange. And Chris was always very hungry for God, very passionate for God, wanted to do something for God in the area of finance. And just suddenly one day an idea came and it just went from there. So you don't need to be qualified. You don't need to be any particular age. You just need to be say, God, I am open. I am open, and God can do the rest. He really, really can. Um, you know, I haven't got much of a pedigree, but my little bit of pedigree with businesses are, I was at Bible College. I'd come up from the big town of Picton. Uh, that's, that's in the South Island, down that way. And I'd been a pastor there for a couple of years in a small church, and oh, it was a joy, tell you. And, um, and I came up, and I was, you know, I was going to Bible college. Uh, Tark and Adrian had just finished, and that, that, they were in the same church as ourselves. And uh, I was up there, and uh, I was thinking ministry, ministry, ministry. And out of nowhere, this idea comes for renting out exercycles from home. And so we began a little business called Fitness World, and it grew and grew. And we actually ended up having four stores around Auckland. And uh, this is when I was here in the church pastoring, and then God spoke very clearly to drop, drop it down to two, and we did that. But, you know, I had no concept. I was only thinking ministry. I wasn't thinking getting involved in business. But, you know, God had other ideas, and, and God can do the same for you. You, you. you know, the only thing that will disqualify you is you being saying, God, I am not really want to get involved in this. But God may come on the scene. I believe he will come on the scene in some of our lives, and I think it's going to start tonight because 2000. 2018 is a year where God is going to do astounding things. They're going to be not just in the area of finance. They're going to be in the area of relationships where there's been things that just need breaking up and there's just a real uh, fracturing between p parties and God's going to come on the scene and bring healing and bring restoration. I think they're going to become many backsliders that have come back to the Lord in this year. You know, we have entered into the promised land. We're, no, we're not waiting in the wilderness. We have passed through. Last year, God has been preparing us and God spoke to me. And he said last year, this was about a year ago, that my fire would fall and I would refine. And that's happened. But, but and, you know, maybe a little bit more to go. But, but basically we've passed through that and now we're into the promised land. The giants are before us, but our God is with us. We're going to take the promised land. We're going to go in. And one of those ways of going in is the area of finance and money. So let's just look at our first, uh, well, the second verse now tonight in the book of Revelation because you know, a man who was very wise called Yongi Cho said that every problem has a spiritual origin. Every problem. And that includes financial problems as well. Now, there's other factors, of course. We know this. But every problem. So I'm going to look at it from a very spiritual point of view because they are the origin of so many problems. So from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, and I think that's a slide if we can bring it up. Thanks, guys. It says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought, but they didn't prevail, nor was there a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, 
and his angels were cast out with him. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. So Satan is cast down. If you like in the analogy of what we said earlier, that Jericho, the walls came tumbling down. And look in verse 11, how they overcome the devil, how they overcome spiritual forces. Verse 11, it says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Three keys in overcoming, pulling down strongholds that are before us. The first one is the blood of the lamb. I remember as a new believer, I only saved a, a, really a, about two or three months and I'd gone off uh, back to Australia where I'd, I'd been living and we went on this outreach in a place called Goldburn and someone said to me, oh, if you ever talk to someone who's really in the occult um, like a witch, mention the blood. So anyway, I was talking to some, some lady and it turned out she was a witch. And so I remember what I'd been taught. And I, and I began to talk to her because I wasn't doing very well. I was a new believer. But I thought, oh, to win this argument, I'm going to start talking about the blood of Jesus. So at every turn, I mentioned the blood. And the more I mentioned the blood, the more upset she got. And finally, she got so upset, she walked off and she was clearly annoyed. You know, the blood has great power. The enemy cannot cross the blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. The blood cleanses from all sin. And, uh, you know, the enemy comes and he attacks us if there's sin in our hearts. But it's such a simple thing. We can come to God and say, God, I'm really sorry, and confess that sin, be forgiven, and the enemy can't touch us any longer. The blood is powerful. The other time we apply the blood, not just to our heart, but it's for protection over our lives. God said in Exodus 12, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. God said, I'll bring judgment on the land, but I will protect you because of the blood. And I would encourage you, this is something that I do, and I would just encourage you to, to, to join me in this, is to pray daily for protection and the blood of Christ over your finances and over your money. Every day I go through a range of things I always cover in prayer. Without fail, I will wake myself up to do this because it is so important. And one thing I do is I cover my finances, all those areas in the blood of Jesus Christ. I so believe in that. You know, I remember, and God can protect us from things going wrong. It hasn't always happened like this, but once we were in business, as I said, and I wanted to get into another business, and I got this family video thing going called Family Flicks. Well, that was a total disaster. And that was, have you ever made a mistake like that? With Well, I have made a few mistakes, believe you me, in business life. And that was one of them. That was a bad one. And that was early on when we were quite, probably quite vulnerable financially. And, and I had, you know, really prayed about this. And, and God wonderfully overruled. And we managed to sell it. We didn't actually lose a bean. We even made some money out of it. And God protected us. And I believe because I was bringing our finances under his blood. God will keep his covenant with us. The second one, the second area is loving not our life to death. And, you know, we had a wonderful message I so enjoyed from Pastor Sam um, last Sunday regarding, you know, our, our own lives and, and things of that sort. And uh, I'd get the uh, message if I were you. If you haven't heard it, it was very practical and incredibly helpful. But, you know, not loving our life to death is a great weapon that you can defeat the devil with. And I would define that as choosing the right thing when it's not convenient. 
Now, whatever that right thing may be, well, that's up to you to decide. Sometimes with money, it's giving when it's not convenient. But whatever it may be, when we make those sort of calls, God's grace will rest upon us. One great example from the Bible of overcoming Satan in the area of finances is a man called Job. And I I noticed with the interest that Jody mentioned Job this morning. And, um, you know, uh, Job comes to God and he's very upset. And and Job begins to attack, uh, sorry, um, the devil begins to attack Job. Get it right. Um, We can be attacked by Satan for two reasons. And I think it's only these two reasons. The first one is if we are giving ground to the devil. I said a moment ago, if there's sin in our hearts, it's not a hard thing. Just come to God and confess that. He will forgive and you're covered. The second time is when we are taking ground from the devil. When we are advancing forward into his territory and taking it because it belongs to God anyway, then the enemy is allowed to attack. And that's what happened with Job, because Job was a righteous man. He lived right, and God was about to bless Job in a whole amazing, wonderful way. And we know the story, and I won't go into it for detail, but it's a very sad story, but it gives us a picture of what took place. And Job, his family was attacked. His finances were attacked. It was a terrible time he went through. But as Job chose not to love his own life, if he had loved his own life, he would have complained, he would have murmured, he would have done things like that. But you know, you see what declarations Job began to make as he passed through the surrenders trial. Things like, the Lord is given, the Lord is taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. What a man. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. You know, this was a man who was not holding on to self-pity, even though he was broken and he was grieving and no one could dispute that. But he said, I'm not going to love my life. I'm going to love him. I'm going to follow him. And his excellent attitude, this is so powerful. His excellent attitude was the reason for overcoming Satan. It was so powerful. It smashed the enemy. It drove him back. And friend, any time you are faced with adversity, a situation that is haunting you, that is so unfair when you speak a thing that I know my redeemer lives though he slay me I I trust him though the Lord gives the Lord takes away every time you make a good declaration like that you don't love your life but you love God that is a great weapon that you can use and you can strike fear into the heart of the enemy we don't always see what takes place in the heavenly realm but I want to say this that when we love not our lives when we choose God's way it is a powerful key and never underestimate the power of an excellent spirit in adversity you know this is the example of Jesus this is this is Jesus on the cross Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. You know, he was the Lamb of God. He was the one who came willingly and died on the cross. And he won victory. How? As a lion? No, as a lamb. He won it as the lamb by saying, God, I choose your way. I choose what is right. I will be meek and humble and follow you and allow you to fight for me. And three days later, God resurrected Jesus from the dead. Now having the keys of death and hell, conquering Satan, ruling and reigning, the lamb had become the lion of Judah. And my friend, you will rise into a new level of faith 
authority and victory in the area of finance. In fact, in every area, when you will choose to say, God, I won't love my life. Lord, I will do it right here. I will, no matter what, I'll follow you and you'll release God to move on your behalf. And that's just what happened with Job. Because what does the Bible say? It says that after this final trial began to um, finish, it says that God gave Job, in Job 42, verse 10, and the Lord restored Job's losses. And when he prayed for his friends, indeed the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. God knew that he wanted to bring Job into fresh territory, new territory, enlargement financially. Job had to pass through something. Sometimes the things we pass through don't directly relate to finances, but the benefit and the blessing can be in that very area. You know, the question of the ages is, will we serve God when it doesn't pay? That's the question of the ages. It really, really is. The, f- the final area of overcoming Satan is this, the word of our testimony. I've changed the verse around because of the, the, what I want to do tonight. The word of our testimony. Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, with our words, and you've probably heard all this before, we spend something like two hours a day nonstop talking. Some of you have probably done about four or five. Some of you have probably done about 10 minutes. You should talk more. Okay. It's uh, apparently 20 pages. We speak every day, every two months, every month, two books, 300 pages a book. Wow, we are busy people, aren't we? So we spend something like 13 years of our life. So there's real power in what we say. There really, really is. I heard the story of a Christian commander of a battalion in the war, World War II, and he would make all his troops learn, uh, non-Christians, Psalm 91 by heart. They get on the battlefield and they'd do their thing as they were just, uh, before they went out to war or wherever it was, and he'd get them to declare Psalm 91 over their battalion. Things like, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Not one soldier was killed in combat in that battalion because the power is in the word. It really is. Tonight, I'm going to encourage you to speak to your Jericho. You may not even know what your Jericho is right now. You know, I'm just sensing in my own life that just this year, God, I can just sense God's doing a bringing a breakthrough I think in finances and I'm pretty excited by it and and it just can happen sometimes as I just uh, declare every day certain things so I'm going to tell a story I know some of you have heard this I hope you don't mind me sharing it again Um, probably about maybe four years ago could have been I just felt I needed a, a release of money for something and I began to say God I need some money I don't know if you've ever done that, but I thought, oh, is this okay? Yeah, I do. It's true. I need some money. So I said, God, I need some money. And then I was looking around and thinking about it. And I said, oh, this is a great verse. And so I took a Bible verse and I began to declare it as I prayed for money. And this is the one I took. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now, in this is the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing 
that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And so every day I would declare that verse and I'd pray over my finances day after day after day. Probably about two months later or so, I get a letter in the mail out of nowhere and it's saying something like, um, all about money. And I'm thinking, oh yes, one of these letters that comes from another country. I won't name any country, you know, not upset anybody, but it's from another country. And if you send this money off, we'll give you the money. And then they want more money and on it goes, you know? So, oh yeah, whatever. Oh, I better have a look at this. I looked at it really, oh, it's rightful claims. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, I never heard of that. What a strange name. And there's this Worthington Clark or something. And I, so I looked around a bit and actually found them on the uh, Law Society website. Oh, they are legitimate. And they said this. It was quite a long letter. They said, many years ago, you had an insurance policy, which I'd taken out, didn't even know this, and the insurance policy was based around shares in a company. And I, did, I wasn't aware of this. And so I'd had the policy for a probably, I don't know, maybe four years. There's, uh, I'm not going to pay this, you know. Left it alone, forgot about it. And that was about 25 years ago when we were living in Blockhouse Bay. And I just, that was it, moved on, forgot about it. And this letter came and said, well, there's actually many thousands of dollars in your account now with these shares. And they said, we can access this. You can't, but we know how to do it. Well, I tried, but couldn't do it. And so after a month of trying, I, I uh, let them know. And uh, sure enough, it's all true. And the money came about a few weeks later, several thousand dollars. What would have happened if I had never taken this verse and declared it every day? I tell you what would have happened. That letter never would have come. And those shares and that money would be locked up in that vault somewhere in the Commonwealth Bank of Australia today. It would be. It would be. My declaration released God, he said, I will open the windows of heaven. And God can do that for you as well. That was a Jericho that was locked up. I had no idea about that. But as I took God's word and declared it, God opened it. You know, it says about bringing in the tithe. Now, I was bringing in the tithe. I always tried to tithe. And, uh, but sometimes tithing is good, but there's more we can do. God says to declare it and speak it out as well because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And so you see, I now every day pray that prayer and that declaration as you can imagine. Obviously, right? Because who knows what else might happen. I'm, I'm looking for more. I'm looking for more. I'm believing God for a whole lot more. So tonight, I would like us to just think about some declaration of some verses over our lives. Now, wherever you are at tonight in your giving with God, you know, it's between you and God. And, and it's, a, it's a free will thing, you know, with our giving. Now, so, so maybe, for, for example, you're not tithing right now. I believe every Christian wants to give to God's work. And sometimes we're just, we're, we're, we're afraid, we're concerned. What about my bills? I would just say this. Why don't you consider starting somewhere? If it's not 10% yet, that's okay. But start somewhere and believe God to build it up. Build it up and just see what God will do. You'll be surprised and amazed. You really will. You know, God understands where we're at, but he just encourages us just to gently go on a journey of faith with him. He will surprise and he will amaze us. So tonight, there's some verses up there. So uh, what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to uh, get the team, the band to come on up and uh, we're going to declare these verses over our lives, over our finances. Like I say, 
say, if you're tithing right now, that is great. You can expect God to do something. If yet, not yet, you are, that's okay too. Just say, God, help me to start on this journey, and I'll begin to do something. And you can expect and declare as well. So this evening, what we're going to do, we're going to go through these verses here, and we are going to go through them twice. And I just better turn off my alarm because it's going to ring and put me off. Okay, here we go. And uh, we're going to declare them twice through, give God a mighty clap offering, boom, boom, on the drums there, and, uh, and then we're going to pray a prayer and sing, Our God Reigns. Yes, that's right. So would you, would you join with me and please stand right now tonight, and uh, I, I want you to really take this and put as much faith into it as you can, and would you consider this, would you consider taking these verses, if you've got a, a phone camera, take a picture of them right now, taking these verses and say, God, for the next two months, every day, please help me to remember to speak these verses over my finances and over my life. You will be amazed at what God will do. God is, He's a keeper of His Word. He's someone who will open the windows of heaven over your life. You will be amazed what God will do. I believe this year that God is going to unlock real wealth to some people. I believe everyone here will be blessed, but some of you, God is going to come on and give you creative ideas, opportunities, different things that will greatly bless you. And it's so that you'd invest back into the kingdom of God. We are in the end days. It's so evident in the world in which we live. It's winding up fast and the kingdom of God is going to expand and money's a big part of it. And that's my heartbeat. God, that you would bless me so that I can invest into your kingdom. I pray that'll be your, your prayer as well. So we'll just say it through a couple of times now and then we'll go from there. So here we go. Okay, Malachi 3, 10 and 11. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Let's try it one more time. That was great. Let's really put all our faith there. One, one more time. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I want to open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul. One more time. Beloved, I pray you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prosper. Deuteronomy 8. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth that He may establish His covenant. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth that He may establish His covenant. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.